Kenneth Ryan, and this is R&B Talks. Hello, everyone. Yo. Welcome to our newest and greatest episode. Woohoo! Greatest. That was kind of a bold statement, kind of a bold <coughs> call out there, but I'm going to say Being it. Being as this is the second time we've <laughs> done this. <laughs> Whoops. How true. Yeah. You're getting the reboot, guys. <laughs> This is the remix. I could have put it up there because it was like, it was just me talking. Yeah. And then it was like, you would, you would hear, you'd see your mouth moving. Dude, you would, you would, that, that would have been weird. <laughs> that just would have been weird, man. That it just would have been weird. It was truly a one-sided conversation. Yeah. Just would have been weird. Yeah. Like, like super weird. But it's, it's here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So, Reggie, I was your two days. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically for them, it's been a week. So how was your week? Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a week, man. Bro, it's it's fine, man. I mean, look, it's 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 just typical things. But it's it's interesting though, I was thinking about this, like most of this stuff, like I, I just thought like how how awesome it would have been to live like 200 years ago where you don't have all this, no, like there's much of this complicated crap involved, but that's right. Then I thought, well, then I'd have to worry about like really feeding your family. Like it's, you know, your day to day struggle to like live yeah. And stuff. No, yeah. like farming. Like if I, my corn doesn't grow, we die of starvation. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you're blacksmithing or something. Yeah. If you don't, you know, get this or whatever, you're got to worry about smelting things. I don't, even know. I don't know, man. I, I don't mean, know how to smelt, so I'm going to die. I'd love to <laughs> smelt. <laughs> I think you could smelt something. I probably I think could. it's in your DNA. <laughs> you look like a smelting kind of guy. <laughs> you look like you could smelt something. I get it. You know. Smiting and smelting. Smiting and smelting. Right. <laughs> Reggie the smiter and smelter. I dig it. Right on. Oh, All right, dude. Man. So we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Palestine and Israel. All right. So look, so to, uh, after our last episode, because we went through a whole bunch of stuff there. Yep. Um, there's obviously been more going on and everything else. So <sighs> I made the mistake. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the mistake, man. I mean, it's it's good to, it's good to run across the, the Israeli Defense Force YouTube channel. They have, actually have a YouTube channel. Wait a minute. There's an Israeli Defense Force youtube channel yeah Bruh. and and i think <laughs> i think really it came about because of all the just bizarre public like media stuff that's going yeah. on so I, I don't know how, maybe it's been there for a long i just don't know but i've never seen it until this last the couple, last couple of days but you know it's got a guy on there who's like explaining the whole situation and like showing it on the map and like what happened and all this stuff and then and they actually released some like raw footage Oh yeah! Oh, like like raw oh. footage of both from dash cam stuff and then from captured GoPro um, and stuff like that from Hamas people. Wow! And uh, I watched some of that today just to because you know I, I really want to like you want to know for le- the truth of what's going on, but man, you don't want to see it. It's just it is just. It just makes you sick. If you're a normal person, if you're not a freaking psychopath, it just makes you just want to. Well, you know, I wanted to say something because something has come up since we talked about this the first time. I keep giving backwards references as if they're going to know them since I was a mute for that whole episode. They're not. Um, 
You know, Netanyahu is showing an amazing amount of restraint right now in allowing aid to come in for the 250,000 or so that are still in the strip. But he's going to have to let it fly. Like the, any second now, he's got to cut it loose, right? Because he's not going to allow Israel to push aid in. He's already said they'll get zero aid from Israel. Yeah. Um, Iran's now trying to push back, which what are they really going to do? Hezbollah's gotten involved. Um, we have a real mess, and Netanyahu's going to have to make a move before it gets worse. So, here's the the problem, though. Yeah, is is an organization like Hamas who who they use human shields, they do all kinds of stuff like this. Oh, for sure. So, so all they're like they have like bunkers and ammo depots and stuff that are beneath schools beneath hospitals and, and all this stuff like they're yeah. they're not just have their own little complex where, no they got them like they've built the city as a booby trap <laughs> yes yeah um and it's really it echoes like what you see in like isis and stuff like that too that the yeah. taliban all that crap that's what they do they use they know that people uh you know genuine human beings have like a, a sense of what's innocent and not and so you know so they hide behind yeah. those kind of things um and so like i i just i just i can't what okay it doesn't it bothers me how hamas is it it bothers me how this whole thing with israel has gone through for the three thousand four thousand years or whatever mm-hmm. what what i don't and still can't fathom is how people are just don't outright just say no that's evil you know they're they're kind of almost on the palestinian hamas side and i i i'm not absolutely not now you you can have an argument to say like well why doesn't why why they're a palestine why they're in israel or whatever and there's history behind all that and i mean we could go like i did i did a bunch of research on like history but Mm -hmm. that's all out there for people to go get if they want to for sure so so but the, the truth of it is is there's been Five different times where Israel has said, "Here's how here's how we could divide things and have a Palestinian state," and it, and, the, and it's the Palestinians or Arabs or um those 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 people who Hamas have said no, Hezbollah, yeah, who said no, yeah, no negotiations. And I mean, if they even got to that, I forgot where it was where they said no negotiation, no peace, no, no, no there was like no, you know. Yeah. So so I mean, look, if you look at this, you have a you have a group that the Palestinians are using as their primary vehicle for what they want. And that's Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. They, and they, they are flat out evil. Um, and regardless of what you think about Palestinians or Israelis or Jewish people or whatever, Hamas is evil. Yeah. Period. It's, there's no, no one. I dare someone to try to argue that point with me. So, um, there's been I've seen lots of Muslims come up and yeah. say we're not we don't condone that or whatever. I've heard all kinds of people. I've, I've actually heard Palestinian people mm-hmm. uh, on different interviews order condemn all this stuff. I mean, so I guess what I'm saying is that the focal point should be Hamas. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't like take out the whole land grab and like the different states or whatever and just focus on who's the aggressor, who's the evil one here. You can make arguments behind like what is some of the stuff Israeli is the Israeli people have done. 
I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm saying this particular instance, you have a terror attack against and and not even close. It's it's not like they went after military targets. Dude, they shot disabled people and elderly people in the back. They beheaded babies. They disemboweled pregnant women and left the bodies of the pregnant women lying there with the baby that they shot still attached to the umbilical cord. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, I saw some of that. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too. You can make an intelligent argument, Palestine versus Israel, right? We, you could you could probably do all the historical research you wanted, and it would be easy for you to make a, a viable argument, right? Hamas is not a viable argument. Hamas is a horrifying entity who is not only are they are they evil, but they're cowards because the only only a coward would sneak in murder innocence and call it justice. Well, keep in mind, though, Israel didn't shut off Gaza from Israel. Yeah, Britain did. There well, I know, but even, even, yeah. even before this all happened, you, you had people that could go into Gaza from Israel to visit family or, or a, even aid and all this kind of stuff yeah. was going back and forth, was going yeah. <laughs> over there from there. So they're using that channel to come back into these places that are not militarized, that are just like that concert, that yeah. festival, music mm-hmm. festival. Yes. Where there's just a bunch of 20 year olds having a good time. Yeah, for sure. You, no, I'm no. I mean, so the thing is, like, I don't, I, I don't. Okay, so let me. I'll, po- I'll pointedly say it. If, if, if that was, if I was in, not in Yahoo's position, I don't think I'd be handling it as well as he is. I, I truly think I would be just totally out for blood, and I'm, I would go after. I just would. It just, you know, not that I would try to, not that I would kill, kill, try to kill innocents, but I'm sorry, but I would be. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like, I feel like Netanyahu has shown incredible restraint. I do too. And because, I mean, if it were me, I would probably be like, you know what, got to be done. They got to go right. And and I hate that because that's my reaction, right? But he has shown incredible restraint, incredible diplomacy in allowing aid to go in and giving more time to try to get more non-Hamas. Palestinians out before they go in. But again, he's only going to be able to do that for so long. Because eventually Hamas is going to trap innocents in there if they think that's what's keeping them alive. They're not stupid. They're just evil. So I guess what I'm going to, what I'll do, I have like a whole bunch of, um, articles and uh there was a there's a lot of youtube stuff about this whole thing that i'm going to put down in the comments so if anybody wants to read about the history and all that stuff they can go look at there there is one one thing that i think that i saw that was a big that we should be thinking about in this whole thing Mm -hmm. and it was on russell brand actually brought it up um and his this this particular one will be in the description, but is Hamas using U.S. arms to do these things? And I think it's pretty easy to say yes. Um, 
because of all the see the, this is this is the big issue here with all this Middle Eastern stuff. The the arms business is like we. Well, let me see. Hold on. The U.S. sold weapons to fifty seven percent of the world's autocracy. Auto- autocracies autocracies yes. yeah autocracies. i gotta say blah, blah, blah. yeah um 40 percent of all arms sales in the world since the end of the cold world are from the u.s right mm-hmm. so so this is one of the biggest industries exports we have is our arms and we're selling them to everybody right and mm-hmm. i think that's a huge problem um, that we, we, we need to acknowledge. Well, that's another question would be not even arms sales. How much of what Hamas and, and Hezbollah and ISIS that have used over the last, let's say, 30 to 40 years is abandoned military equipment that we left after wars yes. that they repurposed? Well, especially even this last pullout yeah. with all that stuff. The, I mean – there's a whole lot that just got left behind that the Taliban picked up that yeah. also got to Hamas. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. I mean, yes. we're talking, it's not just a little, <laughs> but I mean, that's the, so I think the, the current administration has this huge hypocritical nonsense of crap um, about any of this stuff. One of the big things he pointed out was like, you know, Trump did, you know, he took, he sold arms to Saudi Arabia, but, there, there, there's like this, these arm sales mm-hmm. get labeled as like various. It doesn't like, yeah. be, they're not specific. So there was like, tr- I don't forgot how many times more Biden's sold to all the stuff in the various category. And let's be clear. We're not letting Trump off the hook. No. You sold arms to a known enemy of ours. So, but but the, here's the thing that people need to understand, man. It's it's really doesn't matter party. I mean, yeah, it, it, at it, all. This this transcends that. Like we, the American people need to know that we have government powers. Well, okay, here's fifty one percent of Congress own stocks and defense contractors. Yes. Why? <laughs> come on now, and, and it's fifty one percent, dude. That's I mean, not. Come on. A former vice president of ours was the head of Halliburton. Uh, who supplied, you know, the Iraq war more than Halliburton did? No one. Like, yeah, I, I completely get you, man. I I, I'm just saying, like, all this, all this stuff is like it is so fed by the 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 military arms complex um, and, and and stuff. It's it's all it's all fed by that. I mean, you know, that's that's the part where we, not that not that. Okay, look, there there is the Hamas atrocities and stuff, and yeah. But how do they even become? How are they able to be that way in the first place? Because they're getting supplied by people, or organizations, or or governments, or whatever the case may be. It's 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 really, it's really stupid. Um, and, and, and it's not, it's not hard to find <laughs> out this stuff, but you have to understand when, you know, there's ambiguity in these things for a reason. Yeah. You know, they don't want you to know that they sold them, you know, like a bunch of freaking anti-air, you know, missiles and, you know, freaking RPGs and automatic weapons and all kinds of stuff. I mean, you don't, you know, oh, if you saw it like, well, there was 30,000, you know, M4s that were sold to 
the the Iranian group this this for I mean come yeah. on you know yeah. that's the that's it's just it's just insane I, I I just think that people I think particularly uh where I've seen the most ridiculous and ignorant protests and outrages have been on the campuses of our in our in our beautiful country yes like these 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 college professors need to like get I, I don't know they need to get a big dose of reality um and stop brainwashing these freaking college kids into this this ideology that is just absolutely built on lies. And I'm not saying there's a right and a left. I'm just saying what is being done right now is a blatant lie and absolutely BS. Agreed. Um, colleges, I mean, I can honestly say, you know, growing up as a kid, and I did not go to college. But it was always the American dream for your kid to go to college and get an education. It has become the American nightmare because we're not teaching kids math, science, history in a way that develops them into people that can make livings and develop things and be contributors to society. True. We're actually teaching them the version of it that teaches them to tear down a society. And that is what freaks me out is we're I feel like our colleges are purposely trying to deconstruct our society and they're doing it through our kids. Marxism. This yeah. is this is the Marxist rule book. Yeah. I mean, and, and I know I, and this is that the, these people aren't stupid. The, these professors and stuff are very intelligent. Yeah. But I, I can't fathom how they've let their intellect get so corrupted by this ideology. Well, I, I don't think it's an accident no i don't oh, no, i think, I don't think this whole thing is well planned it's well planned like that's the scariest part of it is it's not well it's not like you know when when a bad idea becomes an infectious you have to cut it off and then you correct it right well this isn't a bad idea becoming infectious to them this is we don't want it the way it is so we're going to purposely attempt to tear it down well this goes back to the kgb infecting our our institutions this goes way back yeah to, you know all the way back to there when that's that they had a purpose they said well we can't really get to there so we're gonna go through there and that's what they did yeah we know that mm -hmm. you know but we're, we're I, it's just, it just seems like to me like just the whole Thought processes have just been so obscured, and, and anyway, you could you could go on and on about all this stuff. But I guess the the message for anybody who's watching this is just like there there's a lot to to dig into. Um, but there's there's you you got to kind of look at what Hamas is doing and say it doesn't really matter what they stand for, what what it is, what they did, what they're doing, what they will do is evil period mm -hmm. it's wrong yeah. you cannot back that whatsoever yeah i would not back that if it was i don't care what nation it was or who it was or what they said they believe if they did stuff like that i'm done i don't care how far right or left you are if you if you don't see this as evil then it's not about whether you're right or left it's about whether you're ignorant or intelligent yep and it's ignorance that says blowing up innocence doing the evil things that were done is justifiable. That's ignorance. That's not intelligence. So, <laughs> you know, 
If you want to get thrown into it, you can look at the raw footage. I'm just saying it's out there. I, I this is this the, reminds me of a while ago when um um I wanted to know what persecution was going on. This has been man, I don't know, ten years, twenty twenty twelve, fifteen years ago. I don't know when I found um I found some raw footage of like some uh, priest being beheaded by ISIS. Mm. Um, and that totally brought it clear as day, you know, when they, he, a matter of fact, his, the, the knife he was using, not a sword, nothing like that. It was a knife was too dull. And he had in the middle had to switch his knife. Now that's, and all the time, all, you know, God is great. So I have no, I have zero, zero compassion for that shit. No. Yeah. It doesn't no. work. No. And, and, you know, there, <laughs> it's just this, these ideologies and stuff. No. I, I mean, they need to be crushed and I, I, they need to be crushed harshly and, and forcefully without prejudice. Agreed. And I'm, I'm lucky I'm not a military guy in eyesight of any of that stuff. I think I would lose my shit. I just do. I'd, I I'd create an instant. I would create an international incident. I don't understand. <laughs> I honestly don't understand how, when our military is presented with something like that, even as a soldier to see something like that happen, how they don't just, you know, just come unglued and start wearing people out. Right. Well, like, I hadn't prepared this, but, uh, um, I actually watched the interview of like, uh, I think his name is, it's Dallas Alexander, I think on the Sean Ryan show. He has the, um, he's on the books for the world record sniper kill 3,500 mm-hmm. meters. My yikes. Yeah. That's a shot. Yeah. And, uh, he actually got, um, he was during an op op where he was mo- like outside of Mosul, I think is what it was, but he was talking about how, they captured one of the ISIS people and they were bragging about how many young girls he had raped. Right. And he didn't see the interrogation, but they were, they were, he was, they were told of it. Right. And that fueled his, he did not get off. Like he said, that, that totally changed that op for him right then and there. He was like, everyone I get rid of is 200, you know, little girls that are saved or something. Right. Yeah. And so he had him, I mean, him and his, his, cause it wasn't just him. There was like a four, either a two or a four man team. And they, man, they were, they had a purpose. And I mean, they, that's what they did. Um, they didn't get a lot of, you know, snipers different. I mean, I, I've never been in that situation, so I can't, but I mean, he explains it really well in his interview, but like he'll, he, he would, he, he stuck on that glass. I mean, and he was in, hour upon hour just just to get a shot because he was saying every single one i mean it's crazy how much um, that 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 enraged those guys but that's just that's a that's a that's exactly what hamas would do they're this they're the same in their actions so i'll put that down there because that was actually a really good he he was he's a really good at consequently he got booted out of the Canadian um, military because he wouldn't mask up and he wouldn't uh, get vaccinated around the around the COVID guy. So you have this special ops guy who's celebrated and who's done some really crazy things and 
because he won't wear a mask, they <laughs> let him go. <laughs> Is that the guy you really want to make mad? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to wear a mask? Cool. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, well, his story was pretty funny. He was like, they, they, the last, like, the last straw was really like, they pulled him into this meeting at the, uh, whatever base he was in and, he had, they said you got to put a mask on. He goes, well, no, I'm not going to put a, I'm not going to put a mask on. It's a charade. And so he, he said, but he goes, let me ask you this: Does everybody in there have a mask on? He goes, yeah. Then what are they worried about me for? They have a mask on. If the yeah. mask really works, they're fine. Yeah. And the the he was talking to the sergeant at uh, master sergeant or whatever, and master sergeant just switched his tone and kicked him out. I mean, it, it, look, right or wrong, I don't care. I'm just saying there's, there's, you, you, <laughs> the, the, da- Dallas was a career, it was a very great interview on the Sean Ryan show. Everybody should watch it. It was fantastic. And, uh, they had, uh, uh, but, but he did, speaking of all that kind of stuff, it did bring that to mind. So, mm-hmm. but speaking of like special forces and stuff, there's, there's an, there's a thing that they do that, I think is they've they've mastered self discipline in order to get to where they're at. Before we get to self discipline, though, Reg, we should get a word from our sponsor. Are you a small business or solo entrepreneur looking for more of a presence online? Technology is ever changing, and with more and more people spending most of their time on screens, it's important to have your brand out and about, getting the most exposure possible. Worried about not having a big budget for website design or social media? At Edwards Managed Technology Computer Consulting, we cater to every business or solar entrepreneur's individual needs to come up with a plan that works for your product and your wallet. Interested in learning about how we can manage your online presence so that you can spend your time doing what you love to do instead? Visit www.emtcc.net to make an appointment or give us a call at one 888 551 Mention r Talks for 10% off your appointment. Remote and on-site options available. Self-discipline, Reggie. Self-discipline. I've actually done some pretty good research on this one. Um, I started off on the hunt for, I needed to know what self-discipline was and what self-discipline wasn't. So I started on Linganeer.com. Great website. You know what? Before okay. we talk about this, I okay. I am. We're in Halloween season, right? Yes. Just to, just a word for the wise. I am not the guy to try to do jump scare type of tactics with. By the way, dude, you just ruined my entire week. <laughs> if you want to get hurt. <laughs> I, I don't go to haunted houses. I don't go to any of that stuff. I, I I do not respond well to sudden booms and shakes. Well, not booms and shakes. Booms and shakes are fine. But like if you're like you get up in my face or something like real quick or. Are you twitchy? Is that what you're telling me? I'm telling you like I, I physically react. Well, you know. Okay. And and this goes back to kind of some of my in my some stuff I did in my twenties, but it just I do, man. And and so so Call of Duty has this haunted thing they came out with, right? So mm-hmm. so it was last night was the first night I got to actually get in there and do. But they have 
these these loot caches you can open and they some of them had like jump scares where they have this like you know face comes out and real loud noise comes out right mm-hmm. my nerves were done bro like i was i couldn't <laughs> I, it's just, man it's just it's not that is not something i'm cool with um at all and uh i think i i'm wanted, i wanted to say that because I, i'm not i'm not the only one right i mean mm-hmm. everybody needs to understand that there's people whether they've been through something or there's like a training thing or, or, or whatever. I mean, you know, you don't just think it's just Halloween and it's okay to just run up and buy somebody. You just might get your face knocked in, in, in stuff. I mean, or worse. Yeah. But I've done this. Okay. So I've like many, many, many moons ago, uh, went to somewhere with this, I don't, even, I don't even remember where it was or who it was. And this guy came up in this house or whatever, and I don't even remember what. It, I just remember I punched this dude, knocked him straight out. And I, it just, I, I just, it was just a reaction. It wasn't even like a, a thought about it or like it was just. You were scared. There's this guy that just came right up, out, you know, not in my vision came into my vision aggressively yeah you know <laughs> and if i see that's like an I'm, I'm looking at i it's just my senses go here's an attack so i think what you're trying to tell me is never jump scare you yeah don't bro i i, I can't i i just <laughs> i'll try I, i'm not getting don't get me wrong i will try not to or jump scare you from eight to 12 feet away if you can that's okay. that would be it but i doubt if that's going to happen because i'm not going to be intimidated by that but if it's like up in my f- space you know <laughs> like now my you know my girls do this stuff all the time but like they're they're my kids and they come up and it's like you know i'm not i'm not hurting them at all but if it's some guy or like some uh, uh, some kind of stature of at all just some random yeah, I'm. I, I'd react to that, dude. Yeah. And it, okay. So, so uh, I thought I was thinking about that earlier. <laughs> All right, and well, that maybe part of self discipline. Maybe something now I got to handle. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I just, don't. I kind of like it. I like the adrenaline rush, man. I, I, I dig look, it. I don't. I don't be. Look, it's fine. I mean, it's cool. heart rate goes up about twenty beats. You know. For me, man, I, <laughs> I, was, I was play. I, I I got off last night early uh, because I just I, I was like, no, nah, I'm done, man. I can't do. It. I'm, under, I'm I was like my hyper overstimulated. Just my nerves were just done. It was like I'm I'm gonna. I just woo. It's just no. It's just I mean like look. Cop, I mean like police officers have these these kind of reactions and it, it's kind of stuff like that, dude. But yeah, so don't. <laughs> Word for the wise. Yeah. Be mindful of who you try to scare this Halloween season because yeah. they could be a, a a person who does not take that well. Legit skis. Yeah. So it's legit. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I'm sorry, man. You, it's okay. So what is self-discipline? The Greek word translated discipline, which is in kratia, comes from the root krat, which denotes power or lordship over oneself. Therefore, to discipline oneself for life. What is not self-discipline? In the 4th century, a British ascetic named Pelagius 
taught the fatal error that man has the inherent ability to both save and sanctify himself. By a person's sheer force of will, he he claimed he is able to accomplish the divine will. By this, Pelagius denied original sin and the total depravity of mankind. The mere knowledge of the divine law, he insisted, is all that is needed. By his own free will, man may discipline himself by self-determination. So Pelagius denounced as a heretic by the Council of Carthage, too. So let's not put a whole, whole lot of what is Pelagius. But what is self-discipline? The ability to control oneself, to control one's actions. Uh, what is not self-discipline? The opposite. The ability not to control oneself and not to control one's actions. I think I think self-discipline is is one of those things that we all should be practicing and try to be better at every single day. Agreed. Um, uh, and there's there's I've been known to be stoic. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the founding principles of like stoicism is self-discipline. Yes. Um, uh, and it's, 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 if you think about it and I'll, I'll loop into this, um, uh, that from the daily stoic, mm-hmm. how stoics build and maintain self-discipline, it's like moderation in everything. So there's one like mm-hmm. you, it's not just the, the bad, the, the, you know, you don't drink too much or you don't eat too much or whatever. It's like everything you, you have moderation and you keep, you try to keep yourself and even kill. Even when we talked about attributes of a man that was one of them it's like you know you you try not to be too high too low it's like you just yeah. you try to be as even keel as possible so it helps you maintain your um your presence and your viability around people and stuff and, and how to solve problems it's important except when you're jump scared <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to throw that in there you, you put that you can't put that no. big old nugget out there and me not chasing no it bro bit. bro i'm telling you it's cool but, so all right so Foundationally, if we were to think about self-discipline, self-control, what would you say are the foundations? I know stoicism is one of them because it's about being even keel. But what would you say are some of the foundations of being self-disciplined or disciplined? Well, we talked about moderation. I would say the mm-hmm. other one is like you, you, you control how your your mind over your body. Yeah. Okay. Um, like you which is jump scares are really one of those that I'm terrible at. Uh, but you're, you're, you fully don't let you, your body like have control over what you do. So your urges, mm-hmm. you know, your, your um, feelings, emotions don't control you, you control them. Well, I think part of that is to be said is, you know, a thought is a thought. Um, I might think about saying something to someone and then I may say that, but it comes with contemplation on the effect of it, right? Sometimes we have to have self-control. The thought does not always drive the action, right? The thought is in the process of the action, but we as individuals control what we do with that thought, right? So, but it also comes to, I mean, it goes to, you know, Gluttony, sloth, wrath, sexual promiscuity, all of those things are just because you may have a thought doesn't mean that you follow with an action, right? Well, it, 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 this goes back to like your, not only is it the, you know, facts over feelings kind of thing, but it's also just like happiness is not the end goal. 
Yeah. Because you're not, whatever makes you happy isn't necessarily the right thing to do. Yeah. You have to control how you feel. And that's part of contentment. Yeah. So I'd say contentment's also part of here. Yeah. Self-discipline allows you to be content. Which is, which is something I work on a lot is contentment. Like always being okay with being okay. Right. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, you don't always have to be like, woo, you know, yeah. on the, and I, you know me, I'm a pretty happy guy all the time, but there's times where I'm just content where I'm at. Right. <clears throat> well, I think in, in general, people would, wouldn't say I'm one way or the other, yeah. you know, generally, generally an laid back. Okay. Guy, yeah. but on purpose, that's, that's, I mean, let's face it. That's a, that's a purposeful thing. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go around happy, woo, kicking my feet up in the air all the time. No, I don't want to be around like a mopey bastard either. I'm, I'm, yeah. I kind of want to just be, just be chill. I kind of want to see you kick your feet in the air. No, no, you don't. No, I don't know. No. It seems, it seems an interesting thought, but anyway, <laughs> um, but I mean, so if we think about examples of people who would exemplify mm-hmm. self-discipline, like who would you kind of say? Dude, tons of people pop into mind. Gandhi. Right. Mm. Um, uh, you know, monks, just as a general sense, they're so disciplined friars um, thinking about, you know, people who in the current time, you know, Jacko Willink, David Goggins, Joe Rogan, um, all guys that have gotten to where they are because of the high level of self-discipline that they have. Um, it, it, you know, there's so many good examples of it out there. Um, but I would say, yeah, that's probably, you know, well, I would even say like, if I think about it, like authors, successful authors oh, have like, much so. yeah. who, who write book after book. After, I mean, those dudes have to be, I mean, they have to have a, most of them have like a designated schedule. They have a mm-hmm. routine and all this stuff to make sure that they can write words on a page yeah i mean it's it's it's, i know i forgot who it was now but there was like he he said he would just write something and it did not matter what it was if he if he because he said he tried to writer's block is a real thing and he would say like you know you get to a point where you just had a and so he would just scribble like (laughs) nonsense he goes it's just it was just words random words he just keep writing for sure uh and eventually something would would happen right yeah um that that that's one thing and i mean you're right like the 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 guys who reach the top of their game guys and gals i'm not i'm not just going to be exclusive about that like you know dude dude riley Gaines, national champion world-class swimmer well jackie joiner curse yeah here you go that's a blast from the past right yeah but i mean come on man that she was something else man you know um you know people just any 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 olympic athlete really or or um most of the you know nba guys and all that stuff you know there's a lot of self-discipline that goes into that a lot of golfers Mm -hmm. um i was watching I haven't watched much of it. There's a Netflix where they follow like some PGA people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the stuff they, they do is that's pretty intense too. So it's just like really like CEOs and, and things like that, where you reach a certain level in order to reach these high places. I mean, you really have to be a master of self-discipline in order to get there. Yeah, for you sure. Know? It's, it's like, 
you know, even like guys like Donald Trump and stuff. I mean, I imagine his his, you know, he don't you don't get to that point. Um, as you a, get the words billion in your net worth nah, without having some self. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right. not not going to happen, right? But I think for us, man, it's like how, you you don't have to be like a CEO or an NFL, uh, you know, quarterback or or some some famous actor or whatever in order to have self-discipline or, or to be a master at it. Um, you know, like I'm not going to being a Buddhist monk is not my thing, but that doesn't mean you can't live out those principles of self-discipline in your own life to be the best. You know, if you're disciplined in what you're doing, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be better at whatever you are, you of know? Course. And, Absolutely. um, even in my own career, I mean, and it's, it's, I think part of self-discipline too is like, you have to be courageous in that you're, you're, you have to conquer some fears. You have to like set aside things that might get in your way and you, you kind of, you can't be afraid to fail in order to try again. Yeah. You know, that's failure, a big part. Failure is a lesson, man. Failure is oh, not, yeah. failure is not an, okay, so failure is not a result. It is a lesson. The result of a lesson learned, used to grow and go beyond where you were before. Um, one of the things that I think is the biggest downfall for self-discipline is they only set themselves up for success and they do not prepare themselves for failure. Like you've heard it so many times. You'll have a person who's extraordinarily talented at something. Yeah. But they'll have a setback, maybe two setbacks. And all of a sudden it's, well, you know, I could have been, but this didn't happen and that didn't happen. Who cares? If you want it, if you really in your heart of hearts want it, if you desire it, again, the difference between want and desire. We all want something, right? But what we desire, we will chase. Um, if you truly desire something, you're willing to take big risks. If you truly desire financial freedom, you're going to take big risks to get it. If you truly desire spiritual freedom, you're going to take big risks to get it. If you truly desire... Uh, physical freedom, you know, health and, and well-being, you're going to take big risks to get it. And you're going to fall down. You're going to hit the floor. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have moments of trepidation and fear that are going to creep in. But it's this truly self-disciplined person that's going to take that and be like, all right, I felt that now. Now I know what that is, so I don't have to be afraid of it anymore. Well, and I mean, it's not really, it's not, you don't have to be a risk taker to be disciplined. Yeah. But you, you do have to not, you, you have to be, I mean, yeah, you're right. You have to be courageous in order to like push towards those things and keep trying and, and understand too, there is a point where you might fail at something, but that pushes you somewhere else that yeah. you're going to succeed. Right. I yeah. mean, there, there, it's not like you always have to like, conquer everything and and even the stuff you fail at you that's not it true that's not true um there's there's things that you fail at to kind of say this isn't for you yeah and you or, recognize that and go somewhere well else. and you have to recognize too you gave it everything you had yeah right sure um i was a terrible insurance salesman 
mainly because I, I don't like preying on the wills of other people. But I I knew when I was done and left, right? Like, and I didn't leave disappointed. Did what I could, sucked at it, moved on, right? So again, it's just it's it's the posture that you take with the result that you get, right? If you take a posture of failure and you take failure as the final result, yeah, dude, you're not going to get anywhere. But you know, if you take failure as a point of growth, man, you, there's no limits to where you can go. Right. Um, so I got a, here's a question. Do you think that past history and trauma can interfere with someone's ability to be self-disciplined? Oh, 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 I got deep interfere. Yeah. Well, sure. Like if you, Okay. Like if you had a business fail mm -hmm. completely, mm -hmm. then that could rattle you enough to where you don't get back on that horse again. Or okay. you um you decide to say no too much. Yep. Um Let's say you had a, I mean, there's all kinds of like with relationships and stuff. I mean, you could have like a traumatic um, ending of a relationship that, you know, you look, your perception of things changes and, you know, your, your ability to be self-disciplined about your appearance or something, you know, that all, that all changes. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think that for people who can push past those and understand more of like how that affected them and changed them and stuff you can move and be better at things too though yeah it's agreed that's so i mean i think point. trauma can do two things it can either wreck you or it can build you yeah there's 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 no other ways around i mean i can speak to that from a personal level yeah i mean there's no way i i would be who i am today without some of the trauma i've had but um it didn't for a long time mm -hmm. that wasn't the way but um Eventually, it became something I recognized as a turning point that brought me to a different place and changed to fundamentally who I was. Do you think? Do you think you were? It was a survivor's mentality that got you there. Like, that, like for me, the trauma that I went through, yeah, it had a massive effect on me. But eventually, I realized that I survived. Right? If trauma was bad enough to end me, it would have ended me. Right. So eventually I had to come to grips with the fact that I'd survived those traumas and was able to move through and get better, stronger, faster. Do you think that was the mentality that you took in your situation? No, I don't think it was a survival thing. I think for me, it was more of a, um, it was more of a change of character and more of a mature, a maturity level that, that sped, sped up instead of, Thing you know, it's things like that. Um, yeah. Look, looking at things a little, just changing my perspective um, about life in general and things. It just it just really did. Um, and it took me a while though to get through that that like hiccup, you know, um, and, and really kind of just take that seriously and learn that there's there it's okay to recognize that as something that you needed. Yeah. 
to get where you are. Yeah. And it was purposeful that it had meaning for sure that it wasn't just something that, uh, that was just bad and didn't, you know, for no reason that would be, you know, part of what brought me to, um, the, I guess the way my faith is really is all tied to my perspective of just that too. I mean, my whole faith journey was self-discipline really. I mean, I saw something and I really wanted to dig into it. And so I had to make the effort to just say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, it's going to be the way it is. So, you know, the, the, yeah, I would say so. It's not, not so much survivor just, but, but it did, it did radically change my path. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's talk about biblical examples of self-discipline. You mean the whole book? Not the whole book. <laughs> that could be a very long podcast, Reggie. Like a long podcast. Well, so if you, any, I think any of the major characters could exemplify self-discipline. I mean, obviously Christ himself is probably the biggest example, but you know, uh, um, I think for me, if I look at how Jesus handled the Pharisees, mm -hmm. like he, Jesus knew everything that was going to be said or done or whatever and could, you know, without turning them into a pillar of salt kind of thing, like Judas. I know Judas, dude. Judas is a good one. He knew. <laughs> he knew. Dude, he knew. How, 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 how could you have not been like Bolt of Lightning? <laughs> Just once, Lord, just once, both of lightning, right? But here's interesting, Reggie. I was thinking about this after our uh, utter technical breakdown of our original version of this as I was driving home. Hmm. Mary and Joseph. So let's keep in mind, Mary was, what, 14, 15 years old, right? Back then, that was the age of marriage and I forget. I you think know, so. She was 14, 15 years I old. I think 16 is tops. Yeah, but for, I'm thinking 14, 15, maybe 16. For an angel to appear before her, lay that on her, and for her to essentially look at that angel and go, okay, if it's God's will, we're good. Hey, uh, underage person with a not fully developed brain, you're going to carry God's child. And then for Joseph, who was thinking about divorcing Mary, it was in his head. And the angel to drop before him and say, hey, man, nah, don't be doing that. And for him to go, all right, then. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like, the thing is, that there, I would have, that's one of the things I would love to have, like, heard the whole conversation. Yeah. You know, that was abbreviated, you know, yeah. to, to kind of just to make the point and go away. Yeah. But you just got to wonder, was what was that conversation, you know, really yeah. like, you know? Um, well, knowing what we know about what angels actually really look like, like a giant eyeball with five wings and, well, you know, that's kind of freaky. It's still speculative. Though, if that dude. jumps into your room, the last thing I'm thinking is, all right, I'm thinking, what? <laughs> but... But essentially, you have a, a a heavenly being appear before you, and to be self-disciplined enough in your faith to go, if that's God's will, 
I'm down. Right. Even if there was a moment of a little bit of freak out, I would understand that. Right. But in the end for her, Mary, a 14, 15, 16 year old girl to look at that angel and go, okay, that's God's will. Let's go. Right. That's that. And it just popped into my head. I was like, you know, we talked about Abraham. We talked about David. We talked about all these people that were self-disciplined and not self-disciplined. Man, Mary and Joseph, dude. Well, okay. The I did think about Solomon. Oh, yes. Solomon. And I'm like, okay. The wisest man ever. Yeah. And then, and then to think that he's probably an example of how not to be, you know, I mean, he was wise in what he said and wrote and some of the things like that, but all these women, all yep. this stuff and everything mm-hmm. else, and he still wasn't I never mean, satisfied. No. I mean, obviously there is a, there's a problem there, yeah. you know, uh, King David, <laughs> he was, and then just threw it all away, had his best friend killed because he slept with his wife, got her pregnant. Stupid. Yeah. You know, he, he definitely wasn't so His pendulum swung deep. But at the same token, like, you know, I mean, he, he, he did, I mean, him and, him and God had a relationship, though, that I think everybody would want, right? I mean, and even in his faults, God saw that, right? I mean, he, you well, know, for that's, when that's the crazy. baby died and he's wailing, like he's wailing. And then, yeah, he just stops and everybody's like, dude, you were just freaking out. And he's like, it, it, it's God's will, right? Dude, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna burn you alive. <laughs> and their response essentially was, No, you're not. <laughs> we're good. How many people were in that furnace, Brian? Golly. He would ask me a question that I'm not ready for. Four. That's right, there were four. Shadrach, Meshach, and Benigo, and Christ himself. Christ himself, that's right. But they survived like to have the oh, yeah. self discipline. But to be I mean, like, but you know We're gonna roast you. Oh okay. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, God showed up. Yeah. God always shows up. He dude. does. But it's like, of of all those things. And I mean, it's it's not like, this isn't one of those stories that, like, a, a group of people didn't witness. I mean, you had the rulers of, <laughs> the, the king himself was like, saw all this. You know, and it wasn't, it's not refuted in any kind of historical mm-hmm. thing. Now, we mm-hmm. don't have, like, arca- you know, we don't have artifacts and stuff. We don't like have that. the oven. No, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy, man. I mean, there, you know, but there's so many different depictions of men who are faced by atrocities of other men who stood strong on their faith. Abraham, he didn't want to sacrifice his son, Well, but he wanted to be obedient to God. I think, I think there's... <sighs> If you look at, um, I don't know, there's so many, like, you can't look at the, some of the judges were cool, but, you know, Samson was interesting, but his, he, I don't know if he, he wouldn't be a self-disciplined yeah, guy either. I don't know either. I would consider Samson no, self-disciplined, right? No, but, but you could look at Paul. Yes, you could. Like, that guy was he really made it a point to be, even in prison and everything else, and mm-hmm. all he went through like he was focused and he was determined and it didn't ma- he was so he was stoic i mean like he he didn't well but you talk about a guy that kind of got hammered a lot yeah 
Paul. I mean, <laughs> think about the things that he went through. Sure. Right? I mean, and, and to get like trashed by the world that much and continue to be stoic, stay in the ritual of prayer, stay in the ritual of spreading the word. I mean, I couldn't possibly ask for a better version of and of keep writing i mean yeah. and keep, keep writing and keep writing and keep and his writing. letters were epic and they were i mean romans is one of my favorite thing of all time dude it was just such a such a like freaking a guidebook to how to be <laughs> how to be a christ follower it's crazy but yeah I, there, there's a lot of biblical examples um that are, it's riddled with people who just who just made that choice yeah. and we see we but we can see those today i mean like billy graham yeah for another sure. another great example of self-discipline whose prayer routine was unwavering yeah and he it was definitely an example of self-discipline of like this was important he made sure it was he made sure he always kept that kind of stuff going on i mean um bob goff Another guy, incredibly self-disciplined guy who just, he was always moving, always trying to do stuff and always helping people all the time. I mean, it's incredible. And, but, but again, you're, it's not about success, but you, you, you're, you can blatantly see the successful ones as having self-discipline. Yeah. You know, they're the ones who can tell themselves no very easily. They, um, well, for example, in the mentor house, the, the one I'll put down here, but they've got priorities set. They've, you know, they're, they don't complain about anything and yeah. they definitely tell themselves no, right? And those are three principles of it. I mean, you have to. Yeah. But, you know, for me, <clears throat> I've turned down lots of opportunities that, that would, would have interfered with my role as a husband and a dad. Mm-hmm. And that because it was look, that's not my priority. My priority is not necessarily making more money. I don't, you know, more money is always nice, and I and you have to play the game, but th- you have to have your priorities straight. Yeah. So my self discipline says I'm going to kick ass as much as I can. I'm going to do the things I need to do to be successful. Um, they can do whatever they want. I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be doing what I'm doing. But I'm going to keep my party straight. I'm not going to whine about it. Yeah. And that's that's there it is, there it is, man. So there's there's a lot of good. I mean, self discipline is a key thing for today because it's missing this instant gratification mindset, the happiness over everything, the all the all these kind of um what I would say was dangerous ideologies are are minus self discipline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, yeah, hats off to any of those guys who are like the, especially those, those special forces guys who've just been so disciplined in what they're doing to make it to the, to the big leagues of that kind of stuff. And yeah. especially those, the, my friends in the in North Carolina around Fort Bragg who I'll, I'll just say yeah, hats off because I know that what they've done in order to do what they've done and get where they're at. Go, and it's that's 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 some discipline right there, man. Why don't we give them some ways to better their self discipline? Let's, let's hear it. There is betterup.com self discipline, a quick guide to becoming more and better than you are. Wow, that's the title, but it has some good tips. So, here are some tips to show you how to build self discipline. One, write down your goals. Okay, number two, practice prioritizing. I feel like that's part of the the struggle is knowing what's a priority and what isn't right. 
Um, a priority always isn't always a feel good thing, right? A priority sometimes is I need to get the work done before the feel good done, right? Number three, know your weaknesses, right? Be aware of what you're not good at and play to your strengths, not to your weaknesses. You can always work on building your weaknesses up, right? But it's like I tell people when, when I'm working out, you know, we're going to work on your strengths and we're going to build up your weaknesses, right? Yeah. Number four, surround yourself with wise counsel to be held accountable, right? Make sure that you've got people around you that will actually hold you accountable. Number five, change your perspective. If you have a perspective of, you know, instant gratification, you have to change that perspective. If you have a perspective of, you know, that loser perspective, oh, I can't get it right. I can't succeed. You got to change that perspective, right? But on that note, it's 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 not okay. It starts with, I need to change. Yes. So there, that has to follow up with an action. Yes. And and I would say this is something I've 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 told to many people. You have to be the one to tell yourself enough times that you believe it. Change does not happen unless you have a internal conversation that you and you commit that to be you will defeat whatever is in your way. Yes. To making that happen. So I my I've counseled I don't know how many people, including my own daughter, that you always got to be telling yourself where you want to go. Yes. And if that means a change, it's changing that atmosphere, that that thought pattern. And you can't do that unless you inject the right thought pattern. Absolutely. And that's has to be on purpose at first. Yeah. You have to purposely start doing that in your own brain in your own mind just over and over again telling yourself this is this is how i want to be or no this is this this is you have to have these internal conversations over and over again until it becomes where it's happening without you even thinking about it absolutely be mindful of your urges yeah (laughs) okay so i i talk about this one because something that i've discovered is when i have an unhealthy like food or 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 actionable urge there's usually something triggering that so you have to learn to recognize your triggers right stay away from environments that trigger unhealthy thoughts urges things like that um next forgive yourself hold hold on all right sweet we we got to talk about that one a little bit more yes okay and i kind of thought we were being short on that one so let's go back to that no no we do because i mean this is this is a huge one right if you struggle with lust Mm -hmm. for example which is 99 percent of male people in the (laughs) yep (laughs) you that if you struggle with that don't put yourself in places where that is going to be a, a, a thing. So what I mean by that is, well, don't go to a freaking strip club for one. Yeah. That's, that's an obvious one, but look, people don't put that together, but it doesn't matter what the occasion is. It doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's, no, no, don't Mm-mm. restrict your internet traffic. So you can't go to porn sites and stuff. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, look, do, do that. Um, change what you look at online. Yeah. 
I mean, don't go look at the freaking, uh, what's the thing now? Those, um, Instagram models thing. I mean, dude, they're riddled everywhere. Dude, I don't even know how to get them. I mean, that, that, that's, well, that's, that's a mad, like if you're yeah. a guy, if you go to search for something on Instagram, they, it's just there. Yeah. You can't really avoid that, but don't, don't look at it. Scroll if, past it. Yes. Yeah, just don't. Your like, thumb works to scroll past that. You, like you it have does to anything else. mind over body. Yeah. Know that you know, know your urges, know what they're there. You let your, let your thought move your body to a different place. Yeah. Don't go to a bachelor party. Don't, that's going to have a bunch of stupid stuff going on. Don't yeah. there's, I mean, look, there's, that's just one example. If you know you're a spendthrift and you want to, you have to save more, you're in trouble with that. Well, then what do you need to do? You've got to, re- you, you know, you got to take action to make sure that you lessen the availability of the funds so you can, so you have that to do that with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or there's all kinds of things, but, but take action that would limit your exposure to whatever that is. Yes. That's the big one. I know. Forgive yourself and move forward. Dude, if you failed, put it in the past and move on. It's okay to fail. It's okay not to do something right. It's okay to make a mistake. True change takes time. Yes. And it's not just it's not just a day <laughs> or two. Yes, yeah, sometimes it can take years. Yeah, I mean, look, this you're you're going to fall and you're going to fail and you're going to do all kinds of things, but you just have to keep at it for real change. Yeah. And lastly, have a backup plan. Um, just like you said earlier, um, sometimes you fail to know that you're not good at something. So no other things that you have a talent or are good at in order for you to know where you're going to go next. Right. Okay. So this didn't work out, but I'm also pretty good at this. So here's my backup plan, right? If you roll, if you pile it all on one thing and it collapses, you're going to make it 10 times harder to crawl out of that hole. Right. So have a backup plan, whatever that might be. You well, know. And, and, and make sure your plan doesn't include just like one, one day. Yeah. Okay. Like you, there's some cases where you need hourly goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get that. Like if you're battling some kind of addiction or whatever, I mean, that's like, you may have it where your goal is to make it two hours. Your goal is to make it Mm-hmm. four hours your goal is to make it a day your goal is to make it two days i mean the, the you have to have you have to have goals but they do you have to have different in other words you're staging out your success you know your successfulness right yeah. so that you can have some success mm-hmm. so you you plan you plan successes for your ultimate success i guess yes. is what a better better way to put it right i mean like any anything you're going to do you have a short-term goal Midterm goal, long-term goal. You know, mm-hmm. if you say, well, I'm going to, you know, in five years, I'm going to, uh, or, or, or my ultimate goal is I want to, I want to be at this weight and have this much body fat or whatever, for example. Well, you're not going to get there tomorrow. So what, what's your action plan to do today? Mm-hmm. Cool. Then I, did I meet my goal today? Mm, tomorrow. Here's my goal. You know what I mean? You got like, yeah. you have to have these, these small goals that lead to your ultimate and goal. Also, you need to be able to self-assess. See, that's a, I think that's a big break. I've seen people look at failure as success 
in the sense of, no, no, I didn't fail. Well, that becomes self-delusion. You need to be able to self-assess and say, yeah, I could have done this better. Well, and if you don't have it, get some people around you that will tell you. Yeah. Like you have to have people that will say, no, no. Yes. Did you get to the point where you could get to? Yes. Did you get there in the best way? No, you didn't. You know, honest people, people that will say to you, dude, you're, you're going in the wrong way. Right. But part of that is that, that oversight from having that, you know, wise counsel, be willing to tell them everything and, and let them, you know, let take constructive criticism. Well, right. Cause if someone's constructively criticizing you, they care about you. If they're criticizing you for the sake of criticizing, that's a different story. But if someone's taking what you do and they're giving you the positives and the negatives and trying to help you build, that's a whole different ballgame, right? So take constructive criticism. Be okay with constructive criticism. Yeah. Know thyself. Know thyself. Yeah. I'm, okay, so one thing I do know is I will not be a successful singer. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, constructively sure. telling you, no. You're, you're being my wise counsel right now. Yeah, I'm being like, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no amount of auto-tune that's going to help you out, bro. I don't know. I've heard some terrible voices get auto-tuned and oh, sound pretty I, good. I bet. I'm just saying, don't make a career of it. It's really Sweet. I mean, the rock in that one song in uh, Moana, man. I mean, that dude that dude had auto-correct all over the place. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> but, you know. You know, that's a Disney song. So if yeah. you want to sing a Disney soon, I guess you could do that. But um, dude, It's like a cartoon. <laughs> like, he's not going on tour. <laughs> <laughs> At least not for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I appreciate your constructive criticism, wise counsel. Um, so anything else, Reg? What you got on your mind? Anything else? No. I mean, it, it's some... It's some interesting times, man. It I is. Mean, I have a, I have a lot going on. I'm grateful for it. Um, it's just it's 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 an interesting time, dude. I mean, for sure. Yeah, and I hope hope we impact and make a difference. I think we will. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think because we're we have a heart for wanting to help. That's going to take us a long way, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And besides that, likes, dislikes, comments, fussing, fussing, cussing, cussing, <laughs> wrestling, as my as my uh, relatives say, wrestling. I don't know what that is yet. Wrestling. I've never wrestled anybody. I've wrestled some people, but I've never wrestled anyone. Um, but yeah, reach out. We want to hear from you. We love the fact that you're listening. Whether you agree or disagree, we love to have those conversations. Pray for peace. That's right. You know, keep uh, Israel in mind, man. They're taking, they're getting shelled right now. Mm-hmm. You know, keep the innocent Palestinians in mind. Um, and you know, pray for Hamas. Pray, yeah, pray for Hamas, man. They're they 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 may be completely misled. Yeah. Devil's a tricky, dude. Likes to do tricky things. Yep. So, all right. We're two guys. Thanks, y'all. See ya. Later.